0: The industry changes and you poke your head up and you go, what's been going on? And people are like, oh, it's all about cheese now. This is Writing in Real Life.
1: A podcast about writing, publishing, parenthood,
0: and marriage. I'm Barry Liga.
1: And I'm Morgan Baden. Let's get started. So I feel like we haven't talked about parenting in a while.
0: Yeah, we've been, there's been so much book stuff to talk about and writing stuff that we've we've skipped over that a little bit.
1: But tomorrow something exciting is happening.
0: Tomorrow as we record, not tomorrow as people listen. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. A parenting milestone. (sighs) I am taking our daughter on her first plane ride. Yes. Which I'm actually shocked that, I mean, she's almost five. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I did not go on a plane until I was 21 years old. Really? Yeah. My first flight was to Europe. Oh my God. I know.
0: Yeah. Wow. I, um, so, oh wow. So you never flew pre nine 11.
1: Um, no, I flew about four months pre nine 11. That was my wow. first flight. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Yeah.
0: I, um, I flew a lot. Really? Uh, apparently I flew as a baby. My mother, okay. my mother was fond of reminding me when I was a child, you were breastfed on airplanes. Where'd you uh, go? You know, uh, my folks lived in Massachusetts and my mom's parents were in, in Maryland and so there were okay. air travel was a lot more expensive back then, but there were a couple of times where they flew back and forth yeah. as opposed to making the drive. Um, so yeah, when I was a little, okay. little baby, uh, Barry yeah. made, made the East coast hall. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But anyway, I guess my point is like, to me, that's not that unusual, yeah. but we are certainly in a world where lots of middle income people and higher fly all of the time. Sure. Yeah. And, and you and I fly a lot of places oh, on for business, sure. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but it's, it is funny. Like The vacations that we've taken as a family have been within a few hours, yeah. so we always just drive. Yep. Um, and also, I never I never wanted to take a baby on a plane. That feels like a nightmare.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I have no desire no. to do that. And now we'll, we never will because we don't oh, have any babies. Correct.
1: Anymore. We have toddlers and above, so yeah. that's exciting. Anyway, but she's so excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I've got a lot of... Um, Imagine ink and coloring books and sticker sets. And uh, you were just sitting here downloading all of her favorite shows to her iPad. So I think she's going to be good. The
0: funny thing is she's been telling people, anybody who would listen, (laughs) she's been telling them for months, mommy and May are going on an airplane to visit Aunt Kelly. (laughs) She's very excited.
1: My favorite thing is that the other day she looked at me very quizzically and said, wait, I know we're getting on an airplane to go visit Aunt Kelly are we sleeping over too? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, girl, we're sleeping over for several nights. So it's no, just we're really just funny. There
0: and come right well, back. That's
1: what's, like she was, she was like, Oh, yeah. are we flying there for the day? And yeah, she has you no know, sense of right. What's no perspective. Involved, yeah. 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 So it was really cute. Um, and then you, we were on the grocery store today and I told her she could pick out snacks for the airplane. Yeah. And this is one of my favorite things is that you were with her and what did she pick out?
0: She picked out dried mango because she loves dried mango.
1: She's obsessed with mango in all forms. Yeah,
0: this is true. This is true.
1: But like dried mango is, for some reason, her like ultimate treat. Oh my god, she
0: gets so excited about it. Yeah. 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 So I don't blame her. Dried mango is awesome.
1: Yeah. So by the time you guys are listening to this. I will either have just returned home or um, will soon be returning home with her, and I will share next time how it it went, but I'm excited.
0: Speaking of next time, brief programming note. Yeah. We are a bi-weekly podcast, but we're going to be coming to you weekly. Next week, because next week is the release of our book, The Hive, Morgan's Debut. Oh, my God. And uh, we want to do, it'll probably be a short episode, but just on publication day, we want to record a quick episode about what that feels like, what it's like, and then put something out there.
1: I'm really sort of speechless right now because I feel like for the past three or four weeks, I've been saying, oh, it's right around the corner, but it's still a few weeks away. And you just said it's next week. And in my head, I was like, no, it's not. It's still a few weeks away. And then I looked at my little visual calendar and was like, oh, shit.
0: it's next week. It's next week.
1: This is bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. We will talk about this because yep. that's a lot of process. Yep. All right. Well, while we're talking about books, I do have exciting news.
0: Yes, you do.
1: It's been, Share it. it's been, um, I think we hinted at this last time.
0: We did. We, we told people you had two things that were sort of floating around that were possibilities.
1: Yeah. So um, I just got a two book deal. I don't want to talk about the details yet because I want to wait until the ink is dried on the contract, which I have not yet signed. I was going to say dried.
0: You wait till it's on the contract. Oh, exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. Until someone's hit print and emailed yeah. to me. But um, anyway, it's really, this was an unexpected, I should, I should clarify, this was an unexpected deal. Yeah. And um, that this is not one of the books that I have already written and sent to my agent. Right. This is something different. And they
0: approached you. They
1: approached me. Very exciting. So, yeah, two book deal. Um, very quick turnaround time. Yeah. <laughs> a
0: little bit. Well, welcome to my world. A
1: little bit tight. Um, so, like I said, I'll fill you guys in um, when I'm allowed to. And then the other piece of exciting news is that um, of those two books that I've sent to my agent. One of them we finally decided is just about ready, so I'll be going on submission in a couple of weeks. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's let's let, let's unpack some. Yeah. Of this. Let's do. Because we're
0: only five minutes into the show. Yeah. And we, we, we got to cover a lot of ground here. So, you know, you you kind of just skipped over this. Oh, I got a two book deal. <laughs> so let, let's talk about this though. Okay. Um, you know, you're at a point where you've been out of work for about three months now. Three, yeah. Four months. Three or four. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, And now... Out of nowhere, I mean, literally out of nowhere, you were contacted yes. by some folks, and, and we're not trying to be coy, but we have no choice uh, because, again, nothing has been signed yet. Uh, and in this business, you just don't talk details right. until, of until it's signed and announced. But basically, I, I think we can we can give a couple of bits of information to give context for people. This is uh, similar to, to the way I'd write the flashbooks, right. where this is a, a pre-existing property yep. that a publisher has the right... Rights to produce books based on, mm-hmm. and they ask you if you would do that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, and you'll be doing two books. Yep. And and it is a property with which you are familiar. a right. Property you like. This wasn't like they said to you, "Hey, will you do GI Joe?" And right. you were like, "Well, I need I the money. Sure, yeah. I'll do GI Joe." What's GI Joe? Um, it, it, this is something
1: that you like. Yeah, it's a new, um, it's a, a new sort of rebooted twist on sure. a, on something yeah. that is very yeah. familiar to a lot of people.
0: So, how did that feel when you first when you first got the email saying, "Hey, would you be interested in this?" Yeah. What did that feel like?
1: Uh, a jolt of excitement. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but really there's this, uh, yes. It, I mean, excitement is the only word for it. And then also like, wait a minute, is this what I want to do? Right. And I'm still having those conversations of, um, what does this mean for my brand as a writer, Right. which is just a funny sort of conversation yeah. to have anyway, because if you look at the two manuscripts, my original manuscripts that my agent has right now, they are Vastly different from each other. Yeah,
0: they're very, very different from each other. So, and I want to talk about that when we when we get to that sure. in, in a minute or yeah. two. Yeah, but and you know we've talked a little bit about the possibility since this would be so um, you know different from whatever brand
1: you're
0: you've decided you're going to establish for yourself at some point. You've considered possibly doing this under a pseudonym, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a chance. There's a chance. It would be sort of an open secret, was, though. Yeah,
1: it would be a um, like I would certainly be up for. Uh, be like Morgan Baden writing as, writing as X, as sure. um, it's still a possibility yeah i don't the publisher is letting me choose
0: right and that's and i just haven't chosen yet you should have with your agent <laughs> of course yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and also you've got a little bit of time to decide yeah. you can see what happens with this other project true mm-hmm. um, so talk a little bit about how this email saying would you like to write x for us turned into would you like to write double x <laughs>
1: Well, that would be my agent. (laughs) Writers get agents. Um, No, but it was one of those things where they made an offer. um, And then as my agent was working out the details with the editor, she discovered that, oh, this isn't just a series that they're launching. It's a trilogy. So there are only three books. Right. And book one's already been written. Right. They were somebody, going to hire me for book two. Somebody
0: else wrote book one mm-hmm. and is not available to finish the trilogy. Correct. Yeah. So you'd be jumping in right. and and doing book two right. and then and Kathy. then <laughs>
1: yeah, and then Kathy, our my slash our agent, <laughs> um, was kind of like, guys, make make this easier on yourselves. Yeah. Because the deadlines are so tight. Yeah. The publisher certainly doesn't want to spend more time finding yet another writer for right. the ne- for the third and final book. Maybe final. Who knows if there will be another trilogy after it. Sure. Um, so so yeah. So it's me. So they made me the two book offer,
0: which is really cool. It's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. How does that feel coming in and, and writing parts two and three for something that already has a part one written?
1: I mean, I'll let you know, I, (laughs) I listen though. My first ghostwriting gig was writing book number 14.
0: That's true. You know, this is not, I sort of ready. uh Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and I've of course read book one already, which isn't out until next year or so. Um, but you you guys can't read it yet. Sorry, but I read the galley and, uh, I loved it.
0: Yeah. And, and that helps.
1: That, well, that obviously helps. And also I started thinking like, not only can I do this, but I want to do it right. and I can easily see how this does sort of fit into the brand that I think I'm going to be trying to build. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's, it is really funny to think about, you know, what a week ago, two weeks ago, before this happened. I was thinking, okay, here's what's going to happen with my career. I'm going to go out on submission with this book. Six months later, we'll go out on submission with this other manuscript. And then that's that.
0: So how does this change that?
1: Well, it changes what I'm working on next, right. certainly. And that was one of the big discussions that you and I had about um, whether I should do this or not. And you, you phrased it very well in a way that made me think a lot. Um, and what you said was something like, if you don't write these books over the next six months, which is the crazy part, um, what would you be working on instead? And I know what it is, but it's not a book. It's actually a, a screenplay. Yeah. And it was, and I'm still going to do that after this. Right. Um. But that's of course not a sure thing. It's more of a an, a fun exploration, something I've always wanted to try. Right. Um. So I'm just sort of delaying that sure. while, while I work on yeah. this, which is really exciting
0: you you made a little aside there about how it's crazy that you have to write two books in six yeah. months and, and and you're
1: laughing I'm, I'm no. <laughs> over here laughing
0: my ass off what is that like I mean seriously uh, I'll like, let you know like, <laughs> but, but what are you thinking like, you know like four months ago you were a working girl going into the I office know. every every Wild. morning coming home every night and, uh, and then you spent a few months, you know, sort of lovingly polishing a book and finishing up a book. And, and, and it was great. And you were making progress and it felt good. And now suddenly you have two really tight deadlines. Yeah.
1: Well, it reminds me of what everyone says about writing a book after you've sold your first book, which is that suddenly now there are expectations. Yep. There are deadlines. There are lots and lots of people counting on you delivering your words in the time frame that you committed to. Yeah. Um, the, the joy of writing for yourself when you don't have a book deal yet is that you can take all the time you want right. and all the time you need. And if you're having a bad day, you can take the day off and yada, yada. And yes, as you said, it's all very, very sort of lovey and, and lackadaisical if you want it to be. Right. Um, but I noticed that when we were writing The Hive. And that was, I mean, obviously I've noticed that in my ghostwriting experience too, which yeah. is, I mean, my first ghostwriting gig, I had five weeks to write a 50,000 word book. So yes. I know what it's like to work on Deadline. With the Hive, it was even even more different because obviously it's it was many years later and it's you and I. So I felt like not only did I have my editor and the publishing team waiting on my words, but I had you. Yeah. And I remember many a time being on that New Jersey transit train writing my words and, and thinking to myself, like this is the only time I have today to get these words done. And they're due to you tonight because we are on a deadline. Right. So that, you know, that's a different kind of pressure with this. I'm actually, uh, I'm a little nervous, but I'm also excited and I am confident that I can do it. You had a really good strategy, which is see how quickly you can do it. Make it a game. Yeah. 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 Um, and also like you're, a you're a math guy. <laughs> And I like it, and I'm not, but I like how um, I feel like that's where your brain goes right away. Is listen, yeah, you've got sixty thousand words due in eight weeks, but that's x thousand of words per day, and that's totally manageable, right? Which it is. So,
0: yeah, when you break it down into something like that, it it makes it more, more, much more manageable. Yeah. at least I've found, Yeah. you know. And as long as you, as long as you pick a word count, a daily word count, right, that you can hit. That's
1: manageable, sure.
0: Then, then great. If you yeah. pick something unrealistic, then you're you're just screwing yourself. Um, so wow, I mean, it, it's great. Like you just dropped in in the deep end of the pool here, yeah, you know, and you are a working writer,
1: right? Now, mm-hmm. uh,
0: which is wonderful. And,
1: and I had a couple of goals for myself when I left my full time job. When it came, when it comes to writing, like milestones I wanted to hit by certain timelines yeah and I surpassed them so far so that's great
0: that is that's like that
1: makes me feel like I'm on a, off to a good yeah. start
0: now tied up in all of this is something you alluded to before which is that you're about to go out on submission with your first book yeah talk about that sure you had so, two books and now yeah. yeah and
1: just to give just in case there are listeners who are like what are you guys talking about? Um, going on submission is when you've finished a manuscript and you've given it to your agent and she's read it and it's agrees, not ashamed of it. Right, <laughs> agrees that she's ready to try and sell it. And then your agent pitches it to select editors strategically. And that means you're officially on submission. Yeah. So now there are actually editors and publishers looking at this manuscript and deciding if they want to purchase it, taking it to acquisitions meetings, et cetera. Obviously, the ultimate goal, just to make sure we're all super clear, is that you get a book deal out right. of this. <laughs> so, um, so this is not my first time on the submission wagon. Right. Um, I've had I have a long, interesting experience with agents, which I should probably talk about sometime. We've because, said that we're yeah, gonna have
0: to do a whole episode. We should on do this.
1: a whole agent episode. Actually, it's funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, several years ago, I was on submission with a, a, a wonderful agent with a book that I really loved that I really thought was going to get a deal. And it did not, it ultimately did not get a deal. I had, I don't know, 18, something like that. Really great rejections from editors. And that's, you know, that's hard and it makes you a little gun shy for sure. But, um, so here I am and I, I have no idea what to expect. I haven't, like I said, I haven't been on submission in a long time. So And and where I am now is very different.
0: I was going to say, you're in a whole different world right now. Yeah. Kathy said something to the effect of, you know, you're just locking down a two book deal. Mm -hmm. Plus your, your debut is coming out in a couple of weeks. Like it's a good time to go out with Absolutely. something with a project of yours because everybody will go, oh yeah, wait, she's the real deal. Like right. I just saw this thing about her. Yeah. So, So, yeah, it's very so interesting. yeah,
1: but that's, I've got a couple, probably just a few days worth of work to do on this manuscript. Yeah. Just waiting for some notes and then it'll go out. And, um, but again, this one is so different from the last time because this is a very quirky manuscript and, uh, I I don't know how it's going to go.
0: I will say that I have read this manuscript. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: It is, um, I'm I'm being deliberately oblique here. Yeah. It is a loving parody of something with which I am not terribly familiar. Mm -hmm. But I read this book and loved it, and thought it was f-ing hilarious <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> and I mean I was you know constantly reading, out loud. reading yeah. lines of dialogue back to you uh-huh and and I was reading it as a PDF on my ipad and and just highlighting hilarious <laughs> lines and and just really funny things um so I think it's terrific and uh But somebody should be smart enough to uh, to buy it because again I don't know anything about and I thought it's and I'm sure
1: I missed probably seventy five percent of the jokes yeah
0: and I still thought it was great
1: yeah thank you um but it is we've been having a lot of conversations about this is one of those books that truly requires the exact right editor to get it yeah. And that's where a good agent comes into play. Yeah. But that's also where m- me as the author has to do a little bit of this legwork too. Right. Because my agent does not is not as immersed in this world as I am, nor let's, should she be. Let's
0: give people an analogy just okay, to help them sure, out sure, here, sure. just to make it easier, so that we're not talking in in generalities so much. I am a huge comic book guy. Mm-hmm. Kathy doesn't know anything about comic books right okay when i got the thanos deal this is how i got the thanos deal kathy and i were talking about something else completely unrelated i don't even remember what it was and before we hung up she goes, oh oh i forgot to tell you I'm, I'm talking to your publisher a little bit later on this week they they have some project that you they think you might be interested in do you know what thanos is
1: <laughs> and
0: you died of and i time. went i went uh yeah and she said oh is that something you'd be interested in i'm like uh, yeah she had no idea. Wow. She doesn't know who the Flash is. Mm-hmm. I mean, she knows who Superman is, but you know everybody does. But she doesn't know anything about the Flash. Yeah. She doesn't understand the Flash. But she knows I like the Flash and I care about the Flash. And so, and
1: she knows quality writing. And she knows too. quality so, writing. Yeah. And so,
0: with in those cases, she's very good at learning about these things. She is. You oh know, yeah. She's a quick study. But she's never going to be able to. Uh, get the 40 years of comic book reading behind her that I have. She's right. never going to be able to get the X number of years of reading in this particular genre uh-huh. that, that you have. And and as a result, you can just give her the manuscript and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But my feeling is that when when, as the author, if you have a connection or a certain knowledge that is really relevant and helpful, it's your job to do a little extra work and give your agent a leg up. Yeah. And that's sort of what you're in the process yeah. of, of doing right now is sort of giving her a crash course in this and sort of helping her to do her job better for you. Right. Because yeah. in this case, you know more than she does. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm actually doing quite a lot of research into editors who have edited books that, while aren't similar, because there isn't something similar yet, yeah. um, are sort of at least comparable in what those books were trying to accomplish. Right, right. So, um, so that's also really fun too. By the way, yeah. that like research piece and putting together lists and and being like, Kathy, here's a deep dive in four sentences about what this is. Right. And here's why I think it could sell. You here's know, why so it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, and it
0: helps you know again she's not steeped in this in this yeah. particular subculture either. But she loved, read the book and loved it. Yeah, yeah true. just like I did. Yeah, so yeah. I mean. I, I think that's a mark of quality when you can write yeah. something that attracts, you know, like if there's a Star Trek movie that my mom loves, that's a damn good Star right. Trek movie uh-huh. because my yeah. mom doesn't know anything about Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. So, it's.
1: Yeah. I guess what's funny in, in my sort of final summary of this conversation about it is if we were going on submission with my other manuscript. Yeah. I would be like, here you go, Kathy. You do your yeah. magic. Because, because it a, is a standard YA. Well, not, I mean, I'm saying, like, but it's not, yeah. you know, it, it, she knows exactly what to do a with that.
0: It's not a niche. Right. It's not a niche, yes. you know, With inside product. jokes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so it's just funny to, she and I both agreed that this is the one to go out with first because yep. it's very zeitgeisty, and so it's just a, a whole different experience. And I wonder if that's the case every time you go on submission with every different book. Is it just a completely different experience based on the book? Um... I mean, think about unedited versus something else.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, they they tend to be different experiences, but all and not just even because of the the because of the books themselves, but also because you're in a different place in your career. Right. I mean, by definition, every time you go in submission, you're in a different yeah, place. Yeah. Yeah. You're either coming off a high or trying to crawl out of a hole. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, the industry changes around you. Mm-hmm. You know, while you're working of on course. a book, the industry yeah. changes, and you poke your head up and you go what's been going on and people are like oh it, it's all about cheese now all the books are about cheese
1: sign me up first every, of all
0: every all the books are cheese man and you're just like oh i guess i could get some cheese into my book they could eat pizza <laughs> oh no but not mozzarella mozzarella's dead nobody does mozzarella anymore so so yeah i mean yeah. it's different every yeah. time but you're about to it's about to
1: happen i know and, that's and it's really r- really bizarre that's great yeah so that's that's where we are Now, you have some interesting news because for the first time in your history as an author, you had to do something.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's for, I, I don't want to be too precious. I think it's the first time I've done it substantively. Okay. Uh, I had to ask for an extension on a deadline, which, you know, I live and breathe by the deadline. I'm very proud <laughs> of hitting my deadlines. I'm sure. And
1: you have built a reputation yeah, on that. I mean, yeah, I mean,
0: I think that's why I got the Flash gig, yeah. I think that's why I got the Thanos gig because these are very short deadlines and everybody's like like I can hit a deadline let's do this um you know I'm sure in the past I've had a deadline of Friday and said give me the weekend I'll turn it in on Monday I'm sure you know I've, I've slipped a couple days here and there but I have never before done what I had to do which was say look I know this book is due at the beginning of January but I can't give it to you until February yeah uh which was not an easy thing to do I, I didn't feel good about it but I had to do it for the sake of my sanity
1: yeah and then something funny happened after after you got the extension, which is that you sort of like hit your groove yeah. with this manuscript. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And, and and yet, you know, circumstances are such that, that it doesn't matter that I've hit my groove because there's still these delays. Um, you know, a, a big part of this, we referred a little while back to uh, our son going through speech therapy. Yeah. Which is a wonderful thing, and he is coming along so incredibly well, and it's just... It's he's you know every couple of weeks it's like having a different kid, um, but that takes time out of our schedules um, to be there for the speech therapy because just as much as it's for him it's for us too yeah. learning how to communicate yep. with him how to encourage the best communication from him mm-hmm. so it's taking time out of our days. Yeah. Um,
1: not even just with his speech therapist, but the the time before his speech therapist comes because right. a, it's yeah. when he would normally he be would normally at daycare, be daycare. Yeah. but he's not because we're waiting for the for speech, the speech therapist. therapist to
0: get here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So,
1: you know, a couple of days a week there are several hours out of the day that we right. lose and, and uh, it might or I should say gain to spend yeah, time with sure, our son but sure, lose
0: but writing lose in terms of work and that might not sound significant to some people they think oh you lose you know what 3 hours a week whatever right. 3 hours a week is like 10,000 words
1: yep. for me yep and for me it's about 1,000 no I'm kidding okay <laughs> it's about two <laughs> it,
0: it, it's about 10,000 words wow. and that's a lot of lost Productivity. When you map that out over the course of four or five months, yeah that's that's an that's entire novel. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at my schedule that I had made for myself that had me finishing the book neatly on time. And I realized I, you know, unless I just forego sleep, it's just yeah. not gonna happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And especially even if I did forego sleep and made it happen, it would not have been my best work. Yeah. And my feeling is I wrestled with it and I thought I would rather turn it in late and good than on time
1: and and, not as great
0: and some par.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I, I like to give my editors as little to complain about as possible. (sighs) I feel like that's best for everybody. (sighs) It's certainly best for me psychologically and emotionally if they have as little to complain about as possible. So I said to Kathy, look, I, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Can you, can you talk to, to them? And she said she got back to me like very quickly and said, This is not a problem. Don't worry about it. It's yeah, done, done deal. So amazing. I'm, I'm very grateful um that uh that, that happened and it's making it a lot easier uh to, to work to work and to get things done. And like you said, like I, I think once the pressure was off, uh-huh. it's actually made it easier to write. Right. Because I was really stressed. Yeah, you were and anxious before and it was making it very difficult to work. Yeah. And now that I know I've got this breathing space, um, it, it 's a lot easier, yeah, yeah,
1: cool. Well, this is a book that i can 't wait to read
0: i I hope it all comes together, you know, apparently, I tweeted something a, a couple months ago when I was working on this book that apparently the way I write books now is I just write random half scenes and paragraphs <laughs> out of order and later and hope that I can move them around and connect them together later, and that is how this book has been proceeding, basically, yeah um, is not scene by scene or chapter by chapter, but like literally thought by thought, moment Mm -hmm. by moment. And uh, that's how Bang came together. Yeah. That's how I wrote Bang. Bang was very short. Bang was one narrator. Mm -hmm. Bang was, there was no plot in Bang. (laughs) Bang was, (laughs) kid is upset and wants to kill himself. Will he do it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just an emotional journey. Yeah. This book is more than twice as long as Bang. Wow. It has, at last count, six, Six point of view characters. Wow. Um, and it is complicated. It is an intricate yeah. plot. Yeah. So I don't know that the bang method of writing is going right. to work for this. Yeah. But right now it's the only way I'm able to think about. It. Yeah. So we will see. We, we will see. Hopefully you'll see in a couple months when I give you an early draft of it, and uh, my editor will see in February when she sees another draft of it, and hopefully nobody involved will think what were we thinking. <laughs> Visit us at writingrealife.com where you can read show notes for each episode and also leave comments and offer suggestions for the show.
1: Find us on Twitter at W-I-R-L Podcast.
0: And be sure to visit us on iTunes and leave us a rating and a review.
1: Thanks everyone.
0: See you next time.